0: So, good morning, listeners, and welcome to Common Sea Inspirations being produced here in our Common studio. And this, the 12th of April, it's Easter Day, the Feast of the Lord's Resurrection, Easter Sunday. Good morning, everybody, and welcome again, as I said, to Common See Inspirations here. My name is John Keeley. Joining me to help me present the programme again, Shane Broads. Good morning to you, Shane, and happy Easter to you.
1: Good morning, John. Christus resurrexit. Alleluia, alleluia. Christ has risen.
0: Alleluia, as you, as alleluia. I
1: said, well, we might as well be a small bit excited. It is Christmas Day, even in the, or sorry, Easter Day, in the middle of all this. Uh, all that's going on. But listen,
0: look. It's it's a time when when also there is good news that that Jesus did did rise from the dead, and we'll take whatever hope we can for that, even though we're human beings and we're cocooned and all the rest of it. I want to especially reach out to those of our listeners who are cocooned, those who can't get out of the house at all these days. I mean, maybe, maybe don't have internet access, don't, don't, don't have too much support, but you do have the radio. And thanks be to God for that. And we know that you're listening to us because we meet you. We um, we, sorry, we get messages from you. We get the ad phone call and the text from you. That you're, thank God for a sake of space, you're getting some of the gospel readings, you, you're getting some reflections from ourselves, and you're enjoying the music. So please, please be assured that you are in our prayer. And thank you indeed for remembering myself and Shane and all the rest who help and come and see inspirations here. A broadcast uh, is on, a broadcast of this uh, this program is on Sacred Space. It's, it's on West Limit 102 Local Radio at ten am and eleven pm each Sunday. I'll come back to that in a second. And of course, a, a, any of our recordings are available for download and can be heard anywhere in the world by uh, googling "Come and See Inspirations" that That's "Come and See Inspirations" You get us there. You get us on Spotify and we're also on iTunes. We also, of course, have our blog, which we haven't updated, but we've got an awful lot of historical data. Shane's been putting up about nine or ten years of it, maybe more. And sacredspace102 at blogspot.com. You can also take a look back there, especially these days when you've got loads of stuff to do. Maybe Shane might want to give you a few little pointers to that as, uh, as we continue with this inter- uh, this in- introduction. But I do want to mention to people again, remind people again that on Sunday mornings, during this current restriction um, time when Masses cannot be uh, said publicly in our, in our churches as usual we're grateful to um, Abbeyfield, to, to Father, Father Tony Mullins from the Church of the Annunciation in Abbeyfield for allowing us to broadcast uh, Mass from Abbeyfield each Sunday morning at 10am His Mass is usually at 9.15 and 12.12 12 noon but uh, it's graciously moved the 9:15 to 10 p.m. Uh, to ten a.m. So we thank Father Tony and for the parishioners to allow us, uh, our family here, and come and see inspirations, who maybe can't get mass anywhere else, but can hear it on our radio. So again, thanks to Father Tony. So that's 10 a.m. each Sunday morning from now for the foreseeable future until we can get mass back in our parishes. Mass will be broadcast here on Sacred Space. Just one little notice, uh, one little warning, uh, as Father Tony reminded me, and I think it's happening with a a few online um, opportunities to, to hear Mass, sometimes the transmission breaks down. It's nothing to do with Father Tony, he can't do much about it, it's church services. There's a lot of people tuning in these days and logging in to church services to to get access to mass from local parishes. So, for instance, last Sunday we did have a few little breaks in transmission. Tony, Father Tony, knew that was going to happen. I knew that was going to happen. We can't do anything about it. We said, "Look, we'll bear with it." Um, again, we 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 also want to thank West One 102 for help for facil- facil- facilitating us in broadcasting that mass and also for allowing us to to share. At the rosary every day, the daily rosary from Monday to Friday. Um, that's just after the 1 the one p.m. news here on West Limit 102, uh, just after the news slide. We we, we prayed the, the rosary for father Kevin Scanlon and Dana um, each day and also play a little bit of music directly after that. So again, we thank West Limit 102. And in particular, and I mentioned his name, Jason Smith, who's been a great help to me for helping me and coordinating... Um, all of the um, transmissions that we had recently, and as well as that, to, to help in the volunteer who volunteered the slide for us last Good Friday, Good Friday evening at 8 pm, where we were able to transmit the prayer around the cross. Um, Father Frank Duke has it in Newcastle West every. Every Good Friday and a few of its parishioners um, join me on Skype and we've recorded some beautiful reflections that should actually be up on our, uh, our uh, podcast as well. That's come and see inspirations at buzzpad.com. So if you want to contact us at all, and we do like text um, 087-6088-667, that's 87 087- 6088667 It might be an item of faith that you might maybe you want us to, to try and find out a little bit more and maybe bring to the attention of listeners or it might be a piece of music, it might be a reflection, it might be anything Please do text us 0876088667 or sacredspace102 at gmail.com Now Shane, any, any few bits of information you'd like to share with us yourself?
1: Yeah. Now, before I jump into the celestial guides for this week, I just want to flag three things to our listeners. Now, traditionally, uh, Holy Thursday night and over the Easter period is when people will drop off their trochra boxes to their local parishes or the children would normally take them to school. Obviously, given the current situation, that wasn't possible for people last week. So if, if you want to get a pen and paper, just to take down a few details. If you want to give your donation to Trocra, it doesn't matter how big or how small it is, there are two ways of doing it. Obviously, if you're online and you have internet access, if you go to trocra.org, that's T-R-O-C-A-I-R-E.org, and above in the corner, as you're looking at their page, is a big button that says Donate Now. Okay, so that's if you're online. If you're not online and you still want to ring them and see can you make a donation to them, that's eighteen fifty. 408 408, that's an Irish number, an Ireland number, so that's 1850. Four oh eight, four oh eight. so i know that for a lot of people um they'll, they'll want to be able to make that donation because that's what they do at this time of the year and keeping up tradition and obviously of course trocra with the the, the linton fast is one of their big main fundraising drives during the year so obviously they're going to be badly affected for the good work that they do and as people are probably aware however bad and difficult things are uh for COVID 19 in ireland at the moment you have the likes of trocra Concern and goal working in countries in Africa and Asia, where you know there's people you know six people to a house that is only is less than two meters square. They have no running water. Trying to manage COVID and those types of situations, very difficult. So they will appreciate that support that you give. So for Troca, again, that's 1850-408-408. And we'll check with Troca during the week if there's a PO box number that they use for donations. I don't want to give an address at the moment because I I just want to – it's not on their website and I wasn't able to check it before we came on air. Now, the second thing just to say to people is traditionally – Good Friday, there is a collection taken up for Holy Places. So that money is taken up and it is given to the Franciscans who who are the custody of the Holy See. They have been looking after all the holy places in the Holy Land since the time of St. Francis himself. And they maintain them for the Catholic Church in that part of the world. And that collection is taken up on Good Friday and it supports the maintenance of things like the Church of the Annunciation, the Basilica of the Annunciation in Nazareth. You have there the parts of the, the Basilica of the Holy Sepulchre in Jerusalem uh, the, all that type of thing, they, they, they maintain it in the Holy Land for pilgrims when they go there and to maintain a presence for Christians in the, in the land of the fifth gospel. That's Uh, collection has been postponed so the holy see has directed that that collection wasn't taken up on good friday so it is now postponed to the middle of september and it will be taken up or around the feast of the exaltation of the cross which is the around the four is the 14th of september so just if people wanted to remember that one we'll remind people closer to the time again and also just to say to people as well if you are a regular giver at your parish and you're still in a position where you can put a little bit of money aside, I would say to you, I saw it recently somewhere where a family, what they were doing, they they have an envelope. You know, John, these envelopes we have for the collections? Yeah, so they, this family, they had their envelope. And what they were doing was they were still putting their money into their envelope every week and putting it in a drawer safely until such time as they could put it into the place. Very good. There, you know, the reason being is people, you you when churches will open and you'll want to go back to church and you'll want to support your parish, people will not be in a position to put big amounts of money into the plate necessarily. And But this way, you can keep it going and have it there ready to go, a little bit aside. For those, obviously, that can afford it. I'm very conscious that many people have lost their jobs or in financial difficulty at the moment. So for those that can, and maybe, um, so just that little bit aside each week so that you can remember that when things open up again, that you can continue put the money in to support your parishes because as you can imagine without collections coming in there are bills that still are not being paid and people are having to draw on parish savings and so on which is a difficult time now john celestial guides and things forthwith Mm -hmm. now so obviously so this week we're talking about the easter week the easter season it's called we're starting off 50 glorious days of celebrating the lord's resurrection in a particular way and it runs from now of course until Pentecost and the ascension of uh, the uh, uh, sorry until Pentecost which is the descent of the Holy Ghost mm-hmm. on the on the early awesome. church so it's 50 days as opposed to the 40 days of Lent so you should you should celebrate For as long as you fasted. Now, I remember a friend of mine sent that to me a couple of years ago, and I said to her, Does that mean I can have 50 days of chocolate? (laughs) And she she just started bursting out laughing. So now, John, you and I have talked about octaves before, and Uh, you know me being the liturgical nerd that I am. Here we go. Go ahead up again this week so we are entering into the second liturgical octave of the church's year now what does that mean in layman's term i love the idea i love the concept of an octave because basically what happens is the church stops time i think it's great right so church stops time for a week and we because we want to stress and this celebration that we are celebrating, which is Easter, so what we have, have for the next week, or the octave of Easter, until next Sunday, which of course is the, the feast of the Divine Mercy, Sunday of the Divine Mercy, um, uh, Low Sunday as it's called, is that um, the, the 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 mass, the prayers of the mass, and the prayers of the Divine Office are the same every day to stress the fact that we are celebrating the Lord's resurrection. Uh, liturgically, it's almost like you stop time. Now, because of that. For those of us that are praying in the office, the prayers are proper for the week. So that means they're set and prescribed, so we don't have to worry about flicking through the breviary or flicking through the, the website trying to find the page that you're looking for. You just go with the flow. Um, now, John, because it's the octave, technically they're no saints, okay? So the way I'm going to approach the saints this week is... This is the saint who we're not celebrating this year. Okay. We're not celebrating these saints because the octave takes precedence. But just for information and to share with people this morning, uh-huh. so on the 13th of April, we, celebrate, we, would, we should be celebrating the Feast of St. Martin the the I. He was a pope and martyr. He's the last pope who was martyred, if that makes sense. So he died in 655 AD. He was killed because basically he had an argument with the emperor the emperor in Constantinople about a particular heresy at the time, and he suffered He suffered for the fact that he stood up against a particular heresy. So that was Martin. So we should be celebrating him on Monday, but we're not. Then on Tuesday, I love this one, John. I came across this one today, and I said, I've got to celebrate. I've got to say this one. <laughs> it's St. Abundius the Sacristan.
0: You right? loved that.
1: I did. And I, it's Abundius the sacristan. Now, the reason I loved it is the fact I never heard of this guy before, but also the fact that he was a sacristan and he's a saint in the church's calendar. So obviously he's the patron saint of sacristans, those that keep our churches. He was the sacristan of St. Peter's in Rome. And he died around 650 AD, died of natural causes, but he was a very holy and devout man, and his life was recorded by Pope St. Gregory the Great. So you know he must have been doing a great job when the Pope records the life of the sacristan of St. Peter's Basilica. Must be good. He must be good. Mm. So that's St. Abundius the Sacristan, right? Then on Wednesday, we should have been celebrating the feast of St. Maximus of Persia. He was a martyr in Persia, killed around uh, 245 AD. Thursday, now this one, well, just to point this one out to people... Thursday, we should have been celebrating the feast day of St. Bernadette, but because it's in the octave, we won't be celebrating her feast this year. So that's St. Bernadette Boris, the seer of Lourdes. Then on Friday, uh, it would have been an American saint, St. Katiri Tekawika. She is a saint. She is an American saint, I think it was Benedict XVI, I'm not sure. Mm, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, she is... Um, She was one of the first Native American saints of the American church. So her feast day would have been on Friday. And then finally, on Saturday, we would have had the feast day of St. Lazarian, uh, who was a bishop. And you know something, John, that was going like to find out about. Now, one other thing I just want to point out. Tuesday, the 14th of April, is the anniversary of the Episcopal ordination of Bishop Brendan Leahy. Would you believe it's seven years since Bishop Brendan was was, um, ordained Bishop of Limerick? Where has the seven years gone? And on Saturday the 18th, it is the 30 – one second, I have to do my maths – it's the 38th anniversary of the Episcopal ordination of their most reverend, Donald Murray, Bishop Emeritus of Limerick. And obviously, when Bishop Donald was ordained a bishop in 1982, he was ordained an auxiliary bishop for the Dublin Archdiocese. So, ad multus annus to our two bishops, the one that's in post and the one that's retired. So, John, that's all I have for you.
0: I tell you, it wasn't bad. Thank you very much for that, Shane. OK, now, before we go for an next piece of music, um, a spiritual communion prayer, most importantly that we pray these days, the best way, of course, to receive Christ is in Holy Communion at Mass. Yet for those times you can't you can't get a Mass. You can still reach out to him by making a spiritual communion prayer. And this is our prayer. My Jesus, I desire to receive you into my soul. Since I cannot now receive you sacramentally, come spiritually into my soul. I embrace you as already there. I unite myself wholly to you. Never permit me to be separated from you. Amen. Now we'll leave this part of the programme with another piece of music by the Notre Dame Folk Choir. And this one is entitled, I Am the Bread of Life. So go back and join us again in part two, where Father Brian Shortall from Dublin is going to join us.
1: Uh, Well, listeners, uh, my name is Shane Ambrose. Welcome back to Sacred Space here on West Limerick 102. It's a come and see production uh, for West Limerick 102. We're delighted to welcome back to the programme this morning Father Brian Shortall. Father Brian, welcome. How are you keeping? I am uh,
2: delighted to be with you again, and I am keeping very well. Um, The quiet and the peace and the isolation is, uh, on the one hand, very restful and very uh, refreshing, but on the other hand, we tend to kind of want to merit uh, some kind of holiday or some kind of uh, space, hmm. and uh, it, it's like it's like it's like we're, we've done nothing to merit this, uh, you know. So, and, and and also it's even more disconcerting because everybody seemingly see on the planet is in the same boat.
3: Exactly. So <laughs> while
2: while while space and while kind of rest is welcome, I really wish it wasn't under these circumstances. Honestly.
1: I think so. I think no. I think we could definitely all echo echo that comment. Mm. Yeah, it's as you said. It's it's a very strange time at the minute, and particularly yeah. celebrating Easter in the middle of it. Um, it's like the, the you know the isolation and you said and the shutdown. It was almost like a huge Linton retreat, uh, but now having to look, having gone through the week that was, which is Holy Week. And, yeah. and, you know, and, and that I don't know about you, but the kind of the images that have stuck on my head in the last couple of weeks from Rome in particular, like that particular, that et herby from Pope Francis, that special blessing with that empty scene of St. Peter's Square and it pouring rain. And then on Pam Sunday, yeah. again, the empty Basilica. And it's like, you're going to yourself, you know, I was saying to yourself, this, this, is, this is just wrong. There's, this just this is not right. But yep. the other side of it is, it's still Easter and we are an Easter people, and I suppose Alleluia is our song, and that's what we have to remind ourselves very much so uh, this Easter morning, would you say?
2: Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, I, 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 I completely agree with everything you've said there, uh, right down to John Paul II from 1986 in Australia. We are an Easter people, and Alleluia is our song, and, and therefore we must be more than optimistic, we must be hopeful. You know, in a way, when all this kind of started to, to emerge, uh, the HIC and, and uh, you know, our government were starting to recommend, you know, physical distancing and social isolation and all. And they started to buy degrees, pretty much shut everything down from the closure of schools, uh, you know, colleges and creches. Then almost to the weekend, Patrick's weekend, the pubs and bars and sort of things. <clears throat> and, and 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 some of us and we were kind of reflecting in, you know, in in, in church circles that you know this was probably a, a, a Lenten struggle visited all of us Christians from outside and maybe like people were kind of ahead of Lent thinking about what sacrifices they were going to make and what they were going to give up and what they were going to do and so on and the next thing this COVID-19 coronavirus comes upon us all and you know we were warned and we were frightened by it and all the rest of it and we were kind of saying you know and as the weeks of Lent started to to wear on and whatnot we were sort of saying you know please God as the as Lent starts to wind up and as we look towards Holy Week and you know the Paschal Triduum maybe just maybe we might be able to see the back of this but uh, that's probably not going to be the case so what message as you say can i can i get can i elucidate from this uh into easter time when easter time is supposed to be joyous and supposed to be light out of darkness and and you know when in, in many ways we all of us try to take a, maybe a bit of downtime like, some of the, certainly in our set-up, in in Easter Tide, you know, many of the friars go on retreats and things like that, and and, and so on. And, and, and like, it looks fairly like, um, you know, we're going to be advised to continue to be restricted and to stay at home, and we certainly, it looks like, you know, our over-70s are going to continue to be cocooned. So... Yes, I think we need to continue and carry the Easter message into Easter time in the climate we happen to be living in. And how can we see the hope? I think we see the hope in the sense that I think our professionals, our healthcare professionals, our CMO and his deputy and HSE, I, I think they are... Uh, they they have our well-being very much at heart. I mean, the reality is that the economy is in, is in is in a very serious and precarious place because of the measures they've taken. And they wouldn't have made taken these measures if they weren't serious about they want to protect all of us and especially our older citizens. And I was comforted by two things that Tishock did in the last while. First thing he did was when he said in his statement when he when he started to cocoon our older, including my parents and so on. Mm. He said, "We are you older citizens are precious to us." And I thought that's a beautiful thing to say because they are, you know, they've carried us in our heart in their hearts. They they they've, they've, they've reared us, they've protected us, they've cocooned us when we were small. And now it's like society is it's in ter- it's our turn to cocoon them. That's the first thing. And the second little thing I thought was lovely, which on T-shirt was that. Now I don't know if it was meant for public consumption, but it started to leak out that he's giving an afternoon a week uh, again as a doctor. Look, I really am consoled by that, and I take an awful lot of courage and I take an awful lot of hope from that in this Easter season. We need to see the hope-filled moments, even in the midst of this this confusion and darkness. We need to be able to identify the way neighbours, without going out and meeting one another, without going into houses... People still staying isolated, people still staying at home, are able to, through social media, through the telephone, through webcam, able to reach out to one another. So we need to continue uh, the hope of the resurrection into this Easter time in parallel with the continuing fight, quite frankly, against COVID-19.
1: mm I definitely I'd agree with you there I was thinking about it where where is where are the things that give us hope at this time and that we can link into the great message that's there at Easter that that death isn't the end that that's the reminder that's the promise I suppose that that Easter brings to us that in the midst of darkness um that there is hope that there is a light and i for me of course, one of the things even Over all the years that I've been away, and I recently realized over the last 10 years, I have lived eight of them outside of Ireland. And Uh one of the the things I realized is that I have always tried to be home for Easter ceremonies. Uh, or yeah. to be somewhere where I could celebrate the Easter ceremonies. Christmas, not so much. Christmas is lonesome. You miss the family. But I've all for for me. I I've I've loved Easter ceremonies. I love the whole the tritium of it, from the Mass of the Lord's Supper right through to the vigil itself, and the ceremony yeah. itself on the Saturday night, the the Holy Saturday or the, the Easter vigil, and that whole thing from darkness to light, and then sharing stories because. That's what, um, that's what, I suppose, the, the, all those readings we get on an Easter vigil night, it's all about yeah, sharing our salvation exactly. story. And then, you know, then, then baptism ceremony. And two things that always strike me about that is, you know, we are listening to all these readings and it's a case of sharing stories. And that's what we're doing at the moment in terms of as the as people, as a family, we're having kitchen conversations because we have to. Um, I love, you know, I love the the, the pictures of people that are literally, uh, there was one I saw somewhere on Facebook where somebody had taken down the timber railing between his house and his neighbours. They were still three metres apart, but both of them were sitting there in the sun having a beer. And I thought to myself, that's Uh, lovely." That's absolutely brilliant, you know? And that is that's what that's what it's about. It's about coming together and sharing stories and sharing life and reminding ourselves that this is what it is to be in communion, to be in community, to be human. You don't you know, in one sense, while Easter is the highlight and the culmination of the Christian year, it's it's the reason we are Christian. It's also a fact it's to remind ourselves we are part of the great this is a great human story, um, uh, mm. very much so as well. Can I ask you a question? And that's in terms, yeah, of, sure. in terms of things at the moment, you know, because uh, churches to extent are closed, how are our clergy getting on in terms of coping with things? Just in terms of, you know, they're not, they're not a, like you're a member of a broader, the Franciscan family, the Capuchin family. Um, so yeah. how, 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 how is the community, how are, how are things going from that side of things?
2: Uh, I think as good as can be expected uh, in terms of our own um, uh, set uh, uh the brothers in the different communities. Uh, uh, the far greater majority of them all are all over 70 and are therefore coco- cocooned. And I, I think I'll be honest with you. There, I, I from from what I'm from what I'm hearing from the provincial minister is a lot of the, It's very disconcerting for them. Mm. Because uh, some of them try to be as active as possible, and all of a sudden, now they're 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 not able to get out even outside the gates. They have to stay into in the property. Now, luckily, a lot of us our properties we have gardens and we have a place where the guys can go for a walk. But it's quite disconcerting um, for them and 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 unnerving, and it's very new. Um, it's very new for them. Now, there are men, I, I guess, who would have lived overseas especially in 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 uh we say Zambia and southern africa and they would have had a certain experience of upheaval and uh you know uh, you know certainly in 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 south africa and also in zambia with with just the you know the, the development of the church and things like that and you know, at times, you know, civil strife and whatnot. So they would have a certain resilience. But overall, this is something that has really thrown us all. Mm. The younger guys are a small bit. Uh, we're we're kind of throwing ourselves into ministry on again, via social media. We have found an niche we've like i mean, it, it sort of started to emerge in in the first week and second week of Lent. I, I wanted to say a Sunday mass and just experiment putting it up on uh, Facebook live. And then it just kind of took off from there. I mean, like Pam Sunday, they're just gone. We had 320 average, just tuning into the Priors of Parish Facebook Facebook page just for, for my mass. And, and I've looked at, at, you know, some of my colleagues in, 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 in the parishes surrounding and, in some of the parishes like across the country, like for example, um, Paddy Bourne down there in uh in in, in, in Abbey Leaks in the Diocese Clare and Loughlin. Father Paddy Bourne has um nice traction on his uh, Facebook Live. He he does a little message in the day and then he does an evening prayer. Father Robert there across the road in Beaumont uh, does a mass. Uh Mark Mohan, uh mate of mine of Diocese of Mead is doing something in his home uh for in terms of mass. Um some of the guys like Damien Farn and Father Damien Farn and, and their parish pastoral worker Frankie Brown in Flondaken. And mm. uh, the group Klondaken Grouping of Parishes is doing something. Uh, Raw um Rory, isn't it? Oh God, i kill me, kill me, kill me if I forgotten the name. <laughs> um, in, in, in 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 Cabra there and Kevin Kevin uh, uh and the guys there in Cabra. And uh, again I'm just trying to kind of remember as I speak to you. So all of the younger guys who are able to minister because we're under 70 are all ministering on the social media platforms and webcams. Mm. And our own Capuchins, I mean, Sean, uh, our provincial minister, and Martin in Halston Street have a daily mass on Facebook Live and on the webcam as well. And then, uh, can I just mention our brother Richard Hendrick, who's based in Rohini there. Mm. And he's the youngest in the house, and he's the only one not cocooning.
3: All
1: right, very good.
2: And Richard wrote a poem. Richard Richard writes haiku poems, style poems. But he wrote a poem called Lockdown. Did you hear about this? No, go on. Check it out. He wrote a poem called Lockdown. And it's after getting something like 50,000 hits on YouTube and on social media. Uh, So much so that uh, some of the U.S. networks picked it up and adapted it. And it was set to music and it was set to animation as well. Lockdown. About when the birds started singing again in uh Wu-Tang because everybody had gone indoors and so on. That lockdown can betray for all. Uh, there's a certain life that comes from our confinement, mm. you know, like, like, like the, the canals clearing up in Venice and so on, you know? Yeah. I mean, the, we're, we're, we're the, it's disconcerting for our older men, uh, and at the same time, like and so, sort of, and just that all we, we're getting calls by lots of undertakers to come and say prayers at the gravesides and in the crematorium because we're we're kind of the only ones active because the Archbishop and uh, certainly here in Dublin has kind of encouraged the younger guys to kind of you know to to take up the the the, the, the mantle because he himself because he's over 70 is is, it locked, is, is um, confined by. Mm. Mm. Yeah, so 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 uh, we're we're all, like I've I've I had three last week and I've got two on Thursday and I was involved in one today and you know so mm. yeah it's, it's it's a strange it's a strange feeling but what I find it more, I tell you what I find strange is that the gates closed over and the you know I we gave Pam out through the gates the other day and I, I'm thinking of my own parents you know uh, and luckily two of my sisters live at home and one lives around the corner another lives just up the road so but my mom and dad can't see the grandchildren except. Via Skype and via mm-hmm. FaceTime and that kind of stuff. So, like most grandparents, it's a crucifixion. That really, really is so hard.
0: Yeah,
1: know? it is. John, were you going to ask something?
0: Father Brian, i am I've just thinking that um, I'd I'd also be within that age bracket, I suppose, of the cocooning age yeah. bracket. if you want to call it right? Yeah. Um, I'm lucky enough in that I, I'm kind of techy enough, you know. I, I I can access online and so on and so forth. But a lot of people that I know
3: yeah.
0: don't have access now to, to online stuff. How would you? What would? You, what sort of advice would you give them these days when there maybe there were daily mass goers so on yeah. and so forth and now they're struggling.
2: Yeah. What I say, like there, 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 are adult children and grandchildren who are tech savvy who could, mm. you know, maybe yeah.
0: Uh,
2: yeah. set the the say if the they could come in and they could kind of set something up, you know, yeah. Like for example, um, I got a call from a friend of mine who heard says, you know, I heard that you're doing great Brian. that you said you I, I read a thing out there from one of the scriptures and one of our friends had caught it and rang her up and told her and she hadn't heard it and she rang me up and said I'd love to hear it and how do i how do i get onto your and i said well have you a facebook account no she says i don't
3: mm.
2: and i said well she, she has um, a, a fa- her family have a a, a business and uh, i said but it has a you know a facebook page you can get on to our page through your page. So that Very was good. how I told her. So there's there, there's a will, there's a way.
3: Yeah, like okay. My mother
2: has great conversations on, 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 uh, on uh, WhatsApp and uh, on Facebook with, with the grandchildren. And, and, and now in the last... Where the Zoom thing has come from, I don't know. But everybody <laughs> seems to have yeah, I don't
0: know where myself it's
2: going. And my brothers, myself and my brothers and two of my pals have had Zoom conversations in the last week. And I've seen uh, I've seen dioceses uh, like the archdiocese of Armagh has had Zoom gatherings, and Killaloo and the bishops of the southern part of Ireland have had Zoom conversations. So it's all happening, man. You know. You
0: know. Just one more question there, um, uh, Brian, because I know you're under pressure. Um, Your colleague, Mm. Brother Kevin, who's done so much work with giving out food to the poor and so on. How is this affecting Brother Kevin now in his work?
2: What's happening in the day centre, uh, as far as I believe, is it is closed uh, because they cannot have uh, the, uh, the 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 uh, service users into the centre. So what they are doing is the kitchens are open and the chefs are and the catering are cooking food and then it's been brought through the friary gardens because the friary is just across the wall. The, the hot food has been brought to Van and in, in serving dishes through the friary gardens and into the front of the public church, where it is given out as takeaway. And the service users can then sit in the church, uh, physically distance one another, and eat their food uh, inside, indoors, and then and go away. And so what, 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 what they do to fulfil the requirements of hygiene is that they have deep cleaning done. They're the contractors that, that clean the day centre anyway, twice or three times a day anyway. Are cleaning down the church seats and benches in Church Street Church uh, before they uh, uh, go into the day, to the church to sit down, and then after they leave, there isn't there are no masses being said unfortunately in in the church no. in most churches now because and of of uh, you know the uh, restrictions around groups and things like that. So the church is open for the purposes of the the, the service users of the day centre, and then it's closed. I think around four or five o'clock. And, okay. and that's that's what's been happening. So Kevin, Kevin, like the day centre is still is still in operation, albeit uh, for takeaway food, and mm. they've just moved the location. Uh, you know, fifty yards from the center
1: itself, just across the garden and into the front of the church, food for the soul and food for the body in one sense mm. yeah absolutely, absolutely okay at time, time is against us, Father Brian, and plus, I know that you're you're a busy man as well, and that you have to you have to get moving, so in terms of just yeah. in ter- last last thought, if you were to share something with our listeners yes. this morning yes. on this on this Easter Sunday morning, what would it be um, for Easter Sunday morning, a thought would be. Uh, very much, um,
2: you know, uh, the little word hope,
3: Hmm.
2: because hope is, hope comes alive, hope is a very powerful thing, hope, you know, goes deep, hope grows roots within us, and provides, you know, you know, really much more fertile ground than optimism, I mean, I can be optimistic I'll win a competition, I'll win the lotto, or I'll, but hope is something that really does come from Christ, in terms of our uh, the, the, our you, you know our, the fact that we are we are saved and redeemed by a God who came into our story and and you know who 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 taught us uh, about a about a who taught us that that he loved us enough. To, to lay down his life for us, and that was the ultimate act of service because Jesus came, uh, as he said to his disciples, not to be served but to serve and gave example to his followers, to his disciples, that they must do the same. And I think nowhere is it more visible uh, today. It's visible in so many ways, but just nowhere is it more visible today, perhaps, than our Holy Father, Pope Francis, and his his, his great ministry of service, uh, particularly in, in these weeks, where he walked in silence through the streets of Rome, where he brought the plague cross from the church to the deserted and desolate, almost, St. Peter's Square, where he gave everybody the plenary indulgence and the apostolic blessing, and where he continues, and even as as, as recently as Palm Sunday continues to have the uh, that plague cross uh, for veneration, praying for an end to COVID-19. Uh, and for the an end an end to this 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 terrible crucifixion, so that we will all move into the light of the resurrection, and be truly able to say hallelujah as a people of hope.
1: Father Brian, thank you so much for that on this Easter morning, and may we wish you and the yep. community a happy Easter. And a happy Easter to you and yours. God bless.
0: God bless, Thank Father you. Brian. Bye. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye now. In, in, at this point of the programme now, we might go for our, second, our third piece of music, actually. And this is uh, Christ Be Our Light by the Notre Dame Choir. So come back and join us again in Path three, 3, where we read and reflect on the Word of God. Welcome back again to the third part of uh, Come and See Inspirations. My name is John Keeley, uh, still joined by Shane. Uh, and this beautiful Easter Sunday morning, a time when we read and reflect on the Word of God. Uh, but before that, Shane has a, a prayer. We always pray before reading and reflecting on Scripture to help us to listen to what the Word of God says. Thanks, Shane.
1: Lord, we thank you for putting us in the presence of your word, which you inspired in your prophets. May we approach this word reverently, attentively and humbly. May we not despise this word, but receive all it has to say to us. We know that our hearts are closed, often incapable of comprehending the simplicity of your word. Send your spirit to us so that receiving the word in truth and simplicity, our lives may be transformed by it. Let us not be resistant, Lord. May your word penetrate us like a two-edged sword. May our hearts be open to it. Let not our eyes be closed nor our minds wander, but may we give ourselves entirely to this listening. We ask this, Father, in union with Mary, who used to recite the Psalms through Jesus Christ our
0: Lord. Amen. Amen. So the Gospel we're going to read this Sunday morning is from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 28, verse 1 to 10. After the Sabbath and towards the dawn of the first day of the week, Mary of Magdala and the other Mary went to visit the sepulcher. And all at once there was a violent earthquake, for the angel of the Lord, descended from heaven, came and rolled away the the stone and sat in it. His face was like lightning, his robe white as snow. The guards were so shaken, so frightened of him, that they were like dead men. But the angel spoke, and he said to the women, There is no need for you to be afraid. I know, you, I, "'I know you are looking for Jesus, who was crucified. "'He is not here, for he is risen, as he said he would. "'Come and see the place where he lay. "'Then go quickly and tell the disciples. "'He is risen from the dead, and now he is going before you to Galilee. "'It is there you will see him. "'Now I have told you. "'Filled with awe and great joy, the women came quickly away from the tomb "'and ran to tell the disciples.' And there, coming to meet them was Jesus. Greetings, he said. And the women came up to him and falling down before him, clasped his feet. Then Jesus said to them, Do not be afraid, go and tell my brothers that they must leave for Galilee. They will see me there. Through so that the gospel of today, the lovely gospel of Matthew on this Easter Sunday. Shane, we don't have long, maybe we've got about three or four minutes left, actually, or five minutes most.
1: <laughs> no pressure, sir, John. Craig no pressure, yeah. So, this Sunday Gospel, we have Matthew's account of the encounter of the women with the empty tomb and the risen Christ. Note, I didn't say Matthew's account of the resurrection, because none of the four Gospels actually tell us what the resurrection actually ha- how it happened, or what it actually was. It's an interesting one if you think about it, John. What we know is the women went and they found an empty tomb. And then we have the various witness accounts of meeting the resurrected Christ. And that event is what has changed the history of the world. Uh, it's changed it purely, if you like, from a human level, because it brought about some of the biggest social changes in terms of the approaches to community, to outreach to the poor, to evidencing love. In community, and also, of course, because it has changed our relationship with God and uh, the a com- the culmination of Christ's incarnation, bringing God down to humanity, and then turning around and bringing humanity up to God. Um, that's, I suppose, the th- one of the things that we understand as the consequences of the resurrection on Easter Sunday. And it's you know, if you go through it, like it's just towards dawn on the first day of the week, the women went to the sepulcher, the first day of the week. We have here Matthew reaching back to Genesis, and we have here the new dawn, the new life that's poured forth, because God has renewed the earth. So that's one of the reasons, John, why around Easter time you have that great song, Morning Has Broken, that is being used, because it's a reminder to us that God created Heaven's and earth in the beginning. Now, he may not have done it in seven days. He could have done it over 7,000 years, as per science. But the whole concept is that God did the creating. Now, once again, we have that creation renewed because Jesus has been risen, is raised from the dead. And, of course, we have the encounter, of course, with Mary of Magdala and the other Mary went to visit the sepulcher. Very devout Jewish women doing a great, Great tradition, something that we still do at the moment, and I know for many people it's a very difficult thing at the moment because we can't go to funerals, particularly in Ireland, but they went and they were going to the tomb, and suddenly there's this violent, you know, sudden encounter that they have with a messenger, an angel, a messenger of the Lord. So I suppose if you think about it, you know, this Sunday, who are the messengers of the Lord that we encounter? Who are the people that we meet, or encounter in our daily lives, and even more so at this minute in time, who are, who are turning, who are there, and saying to us like? There, do not be afraid. He said to the women, there is no need for you to be afraid. Do not be afraid. A friend of mine who is a lot more knowledgeable about things, scripture than I am, much, much more knowledgeable, she said to me once that in the New Testament, God says, do not be afraid, or sorry, in the Bible, God says, do not be afraid 365 times. It's so once, once for every day of the year. And here we have it, messenger of God, one of the angels saying, do not be afraid. And I think for me, that was one sentence, John, that jumped out for this Sunday's Gospel, particularly on this Resurrection Sunday, that for us, as we are trying to get a, our heads around what's going on at the moment, the message of hope that that Father Brian was talking about in the second part of the program is that reminder to us that do not be afraid because we have a reason for hope. We have a reason for belief. We have a reason for us to think about uh, something that's going to be beyond what we're going through at the moment. If I could quote Her Majesty the Queen last week, John, I would. You know, she said, "We'll meet again," and that's something that we need to remind ourselves on as we go through this time. You know, he said, "Jesus." He, you know, the message. The message of the angel was, "He is not here, for he has risen." As he said he would, come and see the place where he lay, and he is not here. He has risen, as he said. You know, the gospel stories. The gospel stories are bookended by two angels. We have the Annunciation with Gabriel saying to God, Mary, you know, that God is going to descend on her and by the Holy Spirit, and she is going to conceive. Here we have the angel at the other end saying, "He is not here. He has risen, and that here and come and see the place where he lay." And that, I suppose, for many people, is the evidence that they are of the event is the empty tomb. Going back to what I said at the top, John, we didn't see the resurrection. We what we have is we have the witness and the evidence of the first apostles and disciples that they had seen the body gone in, and then it was empty. Um, you know, and that He is not here; He is risen, and then He has risen from the dead and is gone before you to Galilee. And then, as they were leaving the tomb after getting this huge, momentous news, can you imagine, John, trying to process this? We have difficulty processing COVID nineteen. Could you imagine having difficulty turning around and saying, "He's risen from the dead"? What does that mean? And then, as they're walking up the road, walking up the street, up, walking up to the graveyard. Can you imagine if you were walking up to the graveyard and suddenly Jesus appears in front of you? Explaining (laughs) that, yeah, (laughs) (laughs) you know, and you see, it was interesting as well. The first witnesses of the resurrected Christ are all women the apostles to the apostles if the other gospel that was available for us to read and reflect on this morning was john's gospel and john's gospel talks about mary magdalene and she is called the apostle to the apostles and it is that whole sense that you don't have to be someone seen as because at the time women were not seen as being important you don't have to be some important personages to be able to spread the news of hope on Easter morning. Each of us does it in our own particular way. And so I'll start, I'll stop rabbiting on now, John, because I know time is against us. And I'll say to people, do not be afraid. He is not here, for he has risen as he said he would. And, you know, go and tell my brothers that they must leave for Galilee. They will see me there. That is the message for us this Easter Sunday morning. We are an Easter people, and Alleluia is our song.
0: Well, Shane, I wouldn't call that rabbit and I, I, I call that bringing good news. I think it's a beautiful message that you brought us all there. You know, that whole idea about being messengers. Who are the messengers to us? And who can we be the messenger to other people? There's loads of people out there who need us to bring good news. Thanks, Shane, again for, for your thoughts. And actually, must compliment Shane for, for the beautiful choice of music today. Beautiful. And Shane, the last one you've decided that we should go out with be uh, very appropriate, from Matt Maher. I like Matt Maher. And this one is entitled, Because He Lives. So join us again uh, tomorrow, uh, Monday to Friday, again for the Rosary, and next Sunday, where we will have Mass, and then we'll continue with our following at our 11pm uh, slot, where we will broadcast a normal programme. So thank you again for joining us um, as Shane said, let's see how we can be messengers to other people on this Resurrection Day. So it's the next week for myself and Shane. God bless you all now. Bye. Bye.